Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where the encouragement is to uh, encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. That is to uh, encourage dads to prioritize their physical presence, be engaged emotionally, and lead spiritually by example. That's the triune nature of our Heavenly Father, and that's who we're trying to emulate in the home. And this podcast series we're talking about, uh, we're still working on you dads to initiate spiritual discussion in the home. We're, uh, we are talking about kids and the Easter season primarily as a, a great opportunity. In his book, Revolutionary Parenting, George Barna uh, documented that less than one in ten families that attend church weekly have any spiritual discussion between Sundays. And uh, so that's our challenge here. This series is meant to help dads initiate those spiritual discussions in the home. And of course, the Easter season is a great time to do that, as it's certainly the most important time in our Christian faith. So in this series, we'll encourage dads to talk to their kids about Jesus' death, resurrection, his appearances and the disciple to the disciples and the many, and uh, and even empowering his disciples with the Holy Spirit, of course, at Pentecost. So, uh, But before I introduce our guests, I always just like to encourage you to visit our website, faithfulfathering.org. That, uh, that will help uh, give you a click on the Four Dads button. That'll give you access to resources out there, our, our uh, weekly blogs that always complement these podcasts, some, some f- tips for dads and, uh, and studies. Uh, they're all practical insights. And, and as always, this will be a very practical discussion too uh, that I pray blesses you uh, on your journey as the man, the husband, and father you're called to be. So in the studio with us is uh, Jason Hall. Jason, blessing to meet you. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm really blessed to be here today. Well, it's a blessing to have you. I know that you're a a associate pastor at Dream Monument Church, and uh, you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your family. I know you're a a husband and father as well, and I just would like to tell us a little bit more about you. Sure, Rick. Um, Thank you so much. Honored to be here. You know, I I'm married, uh, 17 years, and five children. Multitasking. <laughs> yes. Be fruitful and multiply things, yeah. serious, didn't you? <laughs> it was, it was, it was a dream of mine. It was so um, a lot of work from the older ones to the younger. <laughs> I'm originally from Washington D.C. area. Moved here about seven years ago to Texas, and I love it here. Good. I already issued your passport, so you're accepted here. Yes, now. sir. <laughs> you know, just a, a little-known fact, I wanted to have a baseball team when we oh. married, and uh, it immediately got sized down to a basketball team <laughs> as soon as we got married. And then our son being nine and a half pounds, my bride said, you're going to be happy with a mixed doubles team. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so now the ages of your kids, tell us a little bit about uh, how you're managing five, five kids. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Um, first of all, my God, uh, five children. <laughs> two of them are older and out the home. You know, I had two of them before I got married. And okay. They're 21 boys and 19. 21 okay. and 19 year old mm-hmm. boys. And then um, the ones that are currently in the home, me and my wife have 16 year old girl, 14 uh, year old boy, and seven year old girl, princess. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that uh, you cover all the seasons of fathering that yes, I sir. always talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's fantastic. And and your bride, uh, is she is she uh, on the uh, on that journey to to uh, bring these kids up under under scripture as well? Yes, I'm very blessed. She's a woman of faith that raises them under Christ and, and the Word of God. So that's such a blessing. Hmm. 
But when we talk about, I know that uh, sometimes it's hard, particularly five kids, the busyness and what have you. Uh, how are, is, can you give any tips for dads on as we approach this Easter season? You know, I always think that mm -hmm. the first thing we have is a Good Friday looking at yes. us, that uh, we're really, so I always wondered why they call that a Good Friday. <laughs> it is a pretty dark Friday, but we can talk about that as we go on. But mm -hmm. as, as we uh, see uh, uh, Jesus putting death to sin and opening the door to life anew. Uh, what discussions do you have uh, as a family along those lines of Good Friday? Sure, sure. It's, first of all, it's a great opportunity because the season entails Easter and it talks about it. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, as a family have had many years, and this really gives a great opportunity to have discussions to see where they're at in their faith. What do they think about Jesus? You know, as Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And it's really seeing their relationship, Rick. Right. What is your relationship? You know, not mom and dad's, not grandma's, but how do you view Christ? And it really opens up, and we've seen our kids come to Christ. Mm -hmm. We're very blessed that all of our children are saved by mm -hmm. the grace of God. Well, they catch what you have, don't they? Yes. <laughs> better. I heard like this, better caught than taught. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, there's quite a delta there between uh, 16, 14, and 7. Uh, yes. do, are the conversations different? Sure. Oh, great, great point, Rick. Um, so, like, I'll give you an example. The little ones, uh, the seven-year-old, we have some practical, like, children's Bibles with pictures and images. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of talk about, like, oh, Jesus, who is Jesus? And they break it down into really good stories, and they break down the Word of God and really applicable to their age. Mm -hmm. And so it's more simplistic, but yet um, it's, it's right. You know, and our little one, you know, she ask more questions mm. so it causes us to dig a little deeper mm -hmm. as a matter of fact i'll i'll take that back the little one is hard sometimes because she's asking questions that call challenges my theology and i need to go in there and word of god and see <laughs> so. hey now that's that's a, that's a dimension we have to acknowledge right that yes. uh, it's okay to say i don't know let's it's go okay. read the book together Right. There you go. Oh, I love that point, Rick. Thanks. <laughs> well, that, uh, I, I say that a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's go find out. And, yeah, uh, let's go find out. Because uh, the truth is always there. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes it, it really uh, opens the door for further study to, Correct. you know, you may have to go and, and find some different authors that mm -hmm. complement the word and, uh, and yes. try to pull. But, but the word usually says it if you, if you really uh, uh, get in there and find the right mm -hmm. spot. That's, uh, that's yes. a challenge sometimes. Uh, they now the, the of course what we're talking about over Good Friday is just the forgiveness that uh, you know I, I it, it still blows me away that from the cross Jesus would say forgive them Lord for they do not know what they have done uh, how what what how do you embrace that and how do you help your kids embrace that that level and that uh, dimension of forgiveness sure sure you know, first of all, I had to embrace it myself. And, you know, I'll never forget 23 years old. You know, I was in a church and the pastor, it was actually a visiting evangelist was giving the word of God. And I was sitting in the back, you know, very comfortable. It was about a thousand person church. Mm. I had, you know, I was in and out in my faith. And, and he looked at me and he came to the back. And I knew this was divine because there's no way that you could know where I'm at. And he said, do you want to have a relationship with Jesus? And I'm like, start weeping Rick at 23 years old mm. and my experience with the Lord I knew about church I knew about God growing up but it was the different experience mm. it touched my heart in a fresh way and that began when I began to follow Jesus and so with that I share with my children 
authentic experiences with the Lord Mm -hmm. and uh, along with the scripture, the word of God. And I think it touches them different because kids know if you're faking or not. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't fake a life of Christ. You can, you can try, but it's not going to work. And that seven-year-old will call you out on Oh, that. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and, and Luke goes on to describe uh, the, the, the idea of darkness, that uh, darkness yes. overtook the land from mm-hmm. essentially noon to three, right. that the curtain in the Holy of, Holy, uh, Holy of Holies mm-hmm. was ripped in two, which, you know, that's tough for, you know, when you, when you study that, you realize that isn't just a sheet. That's right. a that's oh, yeah. a, a, a significant uh, you know cloth and and and, uh, and curtain. But uh, so how when you it's just so hard to talk about darkness. You want to talk about you know yes. you always want to talk about uh, how bright uh, the relationship right. with the Lord is. But this is a pretty dark time. So mm-hmm. how how do you coach your children through that uh, that idea of of darkness? Sure, you know it's difficult. You know at times when they're going through dark times, my kids and they're in school and they're struggling. You know, I tell them like, look, God never promised that these times wouldn't come, Mm -hmm. you know, that these hard times, and I I empathize with them, you know, I talk them through it and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to still go through the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And so during this dark time, when connecting this, and as I'm thinking about the gospel, as I'm thinking about Jesus dying on the cross and this, this time, um, this Good Friday, you know, he's about to die. He has to leave, you know, and I'm explaining to my kids, like, sometimes when you're going through dark times, cast your burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain you. Mm-hmm. Psalms 55 mm-hmm. says, cast your burden. So these burden that you mm-hmm. have, you can cast it on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this is a promise from God. Yeah, and then I think of Matthew's eleven twenty eight says, "Take my yoke upon yes, you. My yoke is yes. easy, but burden is light." That's right. And uh, that's uh, that's a beautiful. And now, obviously, with your sixteen and fourteen year old, mm-hmm. they've gone through some darkness. Are they? Is there a way that you relate uh, current events or current or maybe a, a current circumstance for your child to, yes. to say, "Hey, this is." Uh, just a, you know, we can't comprehend what Jesus went through, but how about this dark time in your life? Yes, absolutely. You know, definitely we're not afraid. One thing that me and my wife have done, we've reached out to Christian counselors, Mm. you know, and during that dark time, we've got outside help from the church, from, you know, other pastors and ministers, but also taking it upon ourselves to really be there with them through Mm. this dark time, really explaining that you have to go through this. Just like Jesus, he had to go through that in order for us to be saved, mm-hmm. in order for us to have salvation, right? He had to go through that. There's certain times, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're going to be cultivated in such a way where God wants to use you as an mm-hmm. instrument, as a tool. So just really explaining to them that this season is temporary, the current circumstance is going to go away, but while they're enduring, we're going to be there with you. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I will be with you always mm-hmm. in the scripture. So knowing that look you got mom and dad but god is going to be with you Mm. always Mm. there's that's the person that's going to sustain you so i point them to christ as the ultimate sustainer because mom and dad is going to fail you but jesus never will Mm. that was like the analogy Mm -hmm. that uh, del tackett uses uh, in the in the truth project years ago he developed the truth project with uh, focus on the family and he had a reference there his grandson had opened a closet door on a, on a bright, sunny morning. And uh, he said, hey, do that again. And he said, OK. 
okay. He opens the closet <laughs> door. He says, what's, what's going on, Grandpa? He says, did you see that? He said, mm. see what? He said, darkness did not overtake the light. Mm. Light overtook wow. the closet, the darkness. Yes. And he says, you know, you can only uh, grant darkness uh, power if you remove the light. Mm. And I just thought that was a great analogy to say, you know, that's, yeah. that's really the, the devil's always trying. Evil mm. is always trying to cast shadows to encourage us to pull the light out of our lives. Right. Right? And I just think it's such a, a beautiful scene uh, that, you know, and, and uh, of course it goes back to, you know, uh, as you did at 23, did you... Our, have our kids really embrace the idea of the saving grace that yes. keeps that light inside of them? Have you, have you have you had those discussions with your with your daughter, son, your older kids? And uh, seven year old's probably a little bit young, but right, but right. Uh, <laughs> but in teenage years, uh, just the emphasis on needing to keep that light inside and understand that Absolutely. darkness is always trying to pervade. Right? Yes, particularly I think with my sixteen year old daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, some of her friends were. We really had this one situation where, man, it was really hard, where my wife and I, uh, she had come home one night from one of the football games and at her high school, and she had called my wife to come pick her up early, and she was distraught, so we came home. And she had, um, around the corner of her friends, they were doing drugs. And so it really disturbed her spirit, it disturbed her mind, and we went and picked her up early, brought her home, and we had the discussion. And so we were like, look, this darkness, this, unfortunately, people are going to do these things. And it had made her really upset. And I was like, well, there, some people may do drugs or do different things that are evil, but that don't let that stop you from shining your light. Mm -hmm. Don't let that stop you from the light of Christ reigning in your life. And so she, I told her, love on those girls. Mm -hmm. Love, show them the love of God. Don't judge them, but show them the love of God. I know it's going to be hard. And so she walked through that and her, like currently, like when she sees those girls, she still talks to them and stuff. She may not be able to be as close with them, but at least she can show the love of Jesus to them, right. regardless of their situation. Keeping that breastplate of righteousness on yes. and doing what's right. But uh, I, I applaud <laughs> you for your home being a safe place because Thank that's so that's much. the challenge is the kids have to be able to come in and, and talk about anything. So, if your seven-year-old comes up and asks, uh, "Daddy, why do I need saving? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, what, what, why would, uh, why would I need the saving grace that Jesus uh, went to the cross for?" Yes, yeah, sure. So we've definitely had that discussion. <laughs> so through reading her children's Bible, you know, she actually, you know, she she accepted Christ when she was six, so about a year mm -hmm. ago, and thank, thank glory be to God. My wife was talking to her that night. We trade nights reading her children's Bible, praying with her, sharing scripture. And that one particular night last year, she asked mom, she said, what What do I do to have salvation or go to heaven? Mm. And she said, oh, you want to know? She said, yeah. And she said, well, you confess your sin mm. and give your life to Christ and he can make you go to heaven. She said, wow. She said, I want to do that, mom. And it just brings me almost to tears thinking sure. about how it happened mm -hmm. just a year mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And she was able to share the gospel with her sure. through that children's Bible, and, and she she was receptive. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, the I encourage dads always. To, the dads is a reminder to uh, always. Uh, it's not ever too early to start with right. an illustrated Bible, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it can start early and start often, but. Uh, you know, I know uh, when you start the dialogue and, and you try to explain Jesus' sacrificial death, uh, how, how, how does that 
that's such a complicated deal, isn't it? it? Is. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're trying to explain it, how how would you uh, encourage dads to share that with their sure. kids? Sure. So, trying to explain a death is first of all giving your personal testimony mm-hmm. on what that looks like for you. I would encourage dads, but also to um, understand where they're at in their faith and ask them questions mm-hmm. and really see. Okay, you. How do you view this? And then once they tell you what that is, trying to figure out how to how to decipher, how to explain, um, make it plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. make it in their language as you're reading the Word of God, and have those discussions with them. Don't be afraid to bring outside help. Maybe they don't understand you, but maybe they understand someone else. Maybe a youth pastor, maybe someone in the church, maybe an elder. Bring someone else in. Mm-hmm. I would highly mm-hmm. encourage that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've always encouraged dads, uh, you know, there's, I don't like to recommend too much outside of yeah. scripture, but, but there was a, I loved, uh, you know, C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite authors, and uh, in uh, in his uh, Narnia series, oh, yes. which I encouraged dads to, to read with kids of appropriate age, of course, it didn't yeah. for the little ones, but uh, in The Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe, uh, the, the, the lion, Aslan, reveals, you know, what's good about Friday. He says it means that uh, though the witch knew the deep magic, there is a magic deeper still, which she did not know. Her knowledge goes back only to the dawn of time. But if she could have looked a little further back into the stillness and the darkness before time dawned, she would have read that there is a different uh, incantation. She would have known that when a willing victim who had committed no treachery was killed in a traitor's stead, the table would crack and death itself would start mm. start working backwards. I, you know, wow. the, uh, of course, Good Friday is the day Jesus, the willing victim that committed no sign, uh, sin, no sin, committed no sin, was sacrificed himself for us. When the Old Testament days, the idea was it could you know sacrifice an animal, blood, mm-hmm. and what have you. That would uh, you know reconcile the people to God. But now we have uh, a sacrifice once for all that uh, doesn't require any re- repetition we just right. have to embrace it but i uh, i just think that uh, you know as a family to read those chronicles particularly related with lion witch in the wardrobe and then and then introduce the spiritual context that c.s lewis always okay. incorporated in mm-hmm. his writings but i uh, just thought that was uh, interesting so uh, you know, it's a dark uh, journey, not a dark day, the, you know, with Jesus' journey and the demonstration of God's love for us. And I, I think, that, again, that, that love to give your only son uh, for mm-hmm. us is a, is a tough thing for kids to get their arms around. How, how do you help them uh, see that? Sure, sure, Rick. You know, it's, it is difficult because it's like, how could you love us so much? You were mm-hmm. sinners, you know, saved by grace. How could and try to explain one way is to show mm-hmm. is to love them sacrificially right is to display it in the home that's that's going to be number one but the second way is to communicate it to read the word of god to to really express it heartfelt you know mm-hmm. um, i think to pray and ask god to reveal to them mm-hmm. through prayer like really asking the lord like show my child mm-hmm. the love that you have Mm-hmm. And my God, I have seen it only by the grace of God through that prayer, through that love, and he answers it. All right. Well, fantastic. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, dads, there you have it. You've heard it from Jason Hall that uh, the idea is to emulate our Heavenly Father in the home, to show the love that God expressed to us through his son going to the cross. So. 
Enjoy this Easter season. Open that uh, dialogue around Christ and the Word of God. And uh, that's the dad you're called to be. That's the dad the next generation needs. God bless you. Godspeed.